Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Mass of Nealothep in the China chapter. And so, as we like to do at the top of the show, I would like to thank you, our listener, and most especially our Patreon supporters. We have some wonderful things in store for you this year and into next year, and I can't wait for you to hear all about them. Uh, but first, we need to get to introductions to get this episode underway. So, to my right, this is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and we're at a museum, but have a meeting. Indeed. Oh, and you, you do now have a meeting. That is very true. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. We're going to have some tea. Mm. Hopefully it's a nice, healthy tea, green tea, perhaps, something mm. relaxing. A- at the end of the table. This is Jake. I play Jack Doyle, and uh, I brought a flask, so my tea will be extra spicy. Mm, fantastic. To Jack's right. Uh, this is uh, Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond, but you can call me Solid Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, solid something. Uh, to Lonnie's right. Hi, this is Heather, and I am reprising my role as Stasi, uh, though currently uh, I think the Name Lilibet is floating around in certain circles. In certain circles, it certainly is. And last but certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex playing saint Baron, who is coming to the realization that things were easier, but all they had to do was lie and kill. Yeah, yeah, the truth and being reasonable is way harder. Uh, and so because we are in our accelerated pulp portion of the campaign now, we are going to ask for a round of luck rolls. So what I'd like to do is just start again with Miss O'Shea and have her roll luck. That is a 12 under 71. All right. Very good. You may add eight points of luck. Miss Lane. You had 100 out of 54. So you definitely fail, <laughs> uh, which is good on a luck roll, especially oh. on a refresh. Uh, and so you can take 10 points of luck. <gasps> Sweet. Jack. That is a three. <laughs> you get uh, exactly, exactly six points of luck. I, I'm lucky though, remember. Oh, right. Because I get to add another D10 to yours. Yep. Fantastic. So 14. Yes, Mr. Drummond. Uh, yes. Uh, that is a 77 over 41. Ah, excellent. There's somebody who wants to fail their luck roll. <laughs> especially the one person given, who needed it. Especially given the 41 you spent. <laughs> you spent half your luck. It wasn't a spend. It was an investment. And It's true. It's an investment in a friend, and you made one. So you may take back uh, 20 points of luck. See, look at that. I'm doing better than Elon Musk right now. We got to cut that. Nope. Nope. That's staying in. <laughs> Uh, so, Stasi, give me a luck roll. So, if you pass your luck roll, 
you'll get a d10 plus five. If you fail your luck roll, you'll get two d10. Mm. We know you don't have the lucky merit, so. Ugh. Well, that is a 94. So. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so you can take uh, 13 points of luck. Oh. And Yay. Sam. That's a failure, 79 under 38. Yeah, that's a man that wants to fail his luck roll. Ooh, ooh, not bad. 16. And because he's not here, Sigmund doesn't get a refresh. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll get one next time. This will teach him to go out shopping for pharmaceuticals. That's right. How dare he? We are going to raise the curtain tonight on a temple, in air quotes, maybe. Um Temple of Flesh. A Temple of Flesh, probably, yes. So, Mr. Drummond, you have come face-to-face with a woman you have not seen in, in more than a handful of years. You don't know why she's here. You have no idea why she's dressed like that. You have no idea what's going on. And quite frankly, you're a little concerned that Pierce never said anything to you about it. Well, let me let me rephrase that a little bit. I know why I'm here. I didn't expect to be here for her. Right. And I know what I have to do. And then it's just fallout after that. All right. So what are you doing? I mean, you both have come, as a last scene, you both have come face to face with one another. And you've seemingly each had some sort of realization. That would dawn on the both of you, you know, visually. Well, finger to mouth to do the silence thing. To your own uh, mouth, for clarity. For, yeah, to my okay. mouth, yeah. I'll finish untying her. Then I will whisper in her ear, can you walk? As he comes near, I will probably take a step back or two. Um, kind of look him up and down. What are you? Who are you? Why, why are you here? Hold on. And I start to unravel him. Can you walk? Myself. On my feet, aren't I? Good. Your pumpkin turns into a carriage at midnight. Let's go. That, I'll agree with you. But we're going to figure this out later. All right. So you turn to leave the room. Mm -hmm. And you realize that the rest of the hallway has gotten awful quiet. Mm -hmm. Gun out. Okay. He jerks out a pistol. Yeah, another one of those? I'm afraid I'm all out. Well, I guess I'll have to do this the old-fashioned way with the cat's claws. Because we are not alone. There's still lights, right? Oh, yeah. Well, remember, the section of the section of hallway that proceeds to this door is dark. Mm-hmm. And so now that darkened hallway has that sort of dimly amber color that graces the wood flooring. Wait, wait one second. I go back into the room, the bashed up chair. I'm sure I can find a piece that has some, the pokey end. Yeah, easily. Okay. I will grab at least one. If either, if there are two, I will grab one for each hand. Yeah. You can easily make a couple of makeshift weapons out of the chair. I do so. Drummond? Make sure she's behind me and start proceeding down the hallway fairly cautiously. You cautiously move down the hallway. You can feel the friction of your feet on the flooring as you get closer and closer to that right turn that leads back towards the stairs that go up. 
And just about as you begin to clear or get close to the corner, a rather wide man comes around the corner with two very long hooked weapons. You have a pistol out. I so do. as far as initiative goes, you'll easily beat him on initiative. Looks like you brought some knives to a gunfight. So you're just going to sit there and play with your weapon or are you going to do something? He's coming at you. That's good. And I'm going to fill him full of holes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a 29. Okay. So roll damage. Five. Okay. You begin firing in this in this hallway. Mm-hmm. You hear that the echo of the fire and you see him take a bullet. He collapses uh, for a, for just a moment against the wall and then is going to try to find his feet. Uh, Stasi, what's what's your dexterity? Dex uh, 65. Okay, so you're going to go before he does. Okay. You can choose to either engage him or you can choose to move past him or stay where you're at up to you. I would like to try to get past him when he goes up against the wall. Okay. I mean, easily done. Um, there's more than enough space and move for you to make it around Drummond through the gun smoke and then down the hallway. He gets to partially gets to his feet, Robert, and his plan will be to swing one of these um, weapons at you. Okay. Uh, so you do have the ability to dodge. I would like to fight back if that's possible. Fight back with what? Um, the bottle that I had when I came downstairs. Uh, you want to parry with the bottle? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. I'm not parrying nothing. 78. Okay, very good. <laughs> so his uh, melee roll is a 21. Mm-hmm. And so he will deal four damage to you. As he does, he shatters the bottle in your hand. Perfect. And you are coated in both alcohol, and then you feel the tear of that hook weapon through the backside of your forearm and then into sort of your right pectoral. Well, at least it's sanitized. So top of the round will be you still, provided you're planning on using the gun still. Yep. Okay. So if you're going to shoot him, you're at point blank range. Yep. And so you're going to pick up an advantage die. First shot, I will use the aught eight. Okay. Uh, what's your skill? My skill is uh, 45. That, that's a, that's a impale. That's an extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the damage of the weapon? D... Uh, D10. Okay, so it does 10 damage, then and then, then plus D10 rolled. Four, so 14. Okay, you stick the you stick the, the 38 in his stomach and you fire. And he drops like a stone. Good. Stas, so you hear another gunshot behind you as you're continuing to make your way oh, towards I, the stage. I stopped and turned. Oh, did you? I okay. stopped and turned. Yeah, I just, it would assume, Robert, you're right behind her, hustling out of the... I will take one brief second to put my shoes back on. Very good. So the two of you are fleeing the, the, the building? Follow me. After you. I will head toward the door that I came in at. Mm-hmm. I will be removing my outer garment. Okay. Which is covered in gasoline. Yes. Uh, I assume that there are um, various curtains and things, tapestries. Certainly. Many tapestries. I will light it on fire and hang it over a tapestry. Okay. So you're going to set fire to one of these these buildings. Yep. Fantastic. Good. Distraction. Hot time in the old temple tonight. <laughs> uh, the building, of course, made mostly of wood, 
and uh, the the alcohol, mm-hmm. um, along with the fabrics, uh, catch pretty quickly. Okay. And out the door we go. Okay. Some fancy shooting back there, Tex. Can you please tell me where the hell we are? Welcome to Shanghai. <laughs> that much I know. Let's try something a little bit more specific. Why are you here? Where the hell are they keeping me? And where are we going? We'll save the interrogation for when we get where we're going. It's a little quieter. So you guys hustle out of the old town. My question to you, Mr. Drummond, is where are you going? I am going not to the street that faces the temple. I'm going around to the other street, and I'm going to catch a a rickshaw. Okay. And I'm going to bundle us both in there. Hmm. And I'm going to send them to an address near my house, but not my house. You you bundle the both of you inside the rickshaw. Getting a hold of a rickshaw is not difficult at all. Nope. Um, but the driver definitely gives the two of you a, a very strange look when she gets in. That's fine. And you're off into uh, into the streets. If I notice the look, I'll take a second and then I will kind of lean in to Mr. Drummond and start looking, do a little giggle. Huh. Little cell job. Mm. Okay. Try to assuade, like, we're, no, we are not running from that b- building that is now being consumed in fire. Well, us and us. It's not on fire. I mean, it's on fire, but it, nobody's seen it just yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see in a few minutes. So, girl, dirty, in a slip. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I sell it. Okay. We'll leave you there selling it. As far as the other investigators go, you've arrived at a tea house. Um, I guess my question would be is, is the group going to make any sort of pre-planned um, talking points? Or are you going to scope the place out? What's the... Yeah, we definitely want to scope the place out. And I kind of want to see if there's a back way out. It's likely, Jack, that there's a back way out, that there's an alley. Mm-hmm. The tea house looks very dark. It looks also very um, cozy is probably the best term for it. It's off several of the main streets. And so you don't get the sense that um, it's a touristy place. It's it's like a local spot. Okay. I just want to, I just, I just wanted to make sure that we have another way out in case uh, it turns out to be a trap. Everything's a trap. That's why I'm still alive. I'll watch the approach from the street. You begin watching the approach. You're, you're there probably waiting a good 10 minutes or so. And you see a bundled up older man. Fits mostly the, the physical description and the experience you had in the museum. Um, it's possible he's disguised himself. Does he look like he's traveling alone? He does look like he's traveling alone, yes. You can absolutely confirm that, of course, with a hard spot hidden. Sure. Wow. 100 out of 85. Nope. Ooh, boy. Yeah, he's traveling alone for sure. Uh, then I will wait for him to go in before I follow him in, basically. He steps in, Jack. You see him, after a while, go to a table. They bring him uh, a couple of small ceramic cups and a pot of hot water. Well, I guess we'll join him. You sit down. He welcomes you to sit. Mr. Meow. <laughs> No, not in any way, shape, or form. Of course. No, I'm being truthful. That's it's a, a um, 
how do you say, a red herring. A pseudonym. Hmm. Used by many scholars. It lets us know where the um, requests are coming from. Ah. Same person from the, from the museum? This is absolutely the same person, yes. So the name Mao that was given to us by Anthony, was that a ruse as well, or does he think that's your name? We let Anthony think what we want him to think. We? Are you part of a larger organization? No, uh, a small one, actually. Ah. I'm part of a group of scholars. Who you really want to talk to, most likely, will be determined by this conversation. There are several of us that take up investigations and cultural matters. Indeed. All right. Well, let's get to it then. As we said before, we wanted to uh, talk about a certain group. The bloated woman. Yes. I know a scholar who might be able to enlighten you to... I know a little. What about the occurrences that happened at 88 Lantern Street? I'm not... I'm, I'm sorry, madam. I'm not familiar. There was a, a fire. Witnesses say it moved like a, it had a purpose. Hmm. A couple of monks were killed. Unfortunately, with some of the places in Shanghai, fires happen. I would need more information. But moving fires, hmm, not impossible. Indeed. We've uh, dealt with something similar before. Truly? Yes. Where? Egypt. Hmm. More Egypt Egypt mania? Hmm? Uh, no, not quite. Carter's business? We were there for a very specific purpose. 88 Lenten Street. I don't think I saw that news, but I read less and less the, the papers, the dailies. Most of my research is from hundreds, if not thousands of years previously. So you're probably pretty tied in, pretty well tied into the collector scene here then? I would say that the group is, we monitor as best we can. The research that we do takes time, valuable time. We do not have, um, like many of the gangs here, there are, we have no spy network, no um, men we pay off to stand in dark alleys or on corners to watch where people go. But do we know who collects? Yes. Do we know what they prefer? Yes. Have we had to make choices to defend the museum? Of course. Is that who you're hiding from? Hiding is such a ugly word. Is, 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 are they the reason for all the secrecy? The caution... One of them, yes. May I venture a guess? Certainly. Oh, Feng? You get a very patient nod. Yes, we uh, we may end up coming to uh, some kind of interaction with them, with him. Mm. I would just counsel you that Oh, Feng is politically powerful and well-connected. And any slight that a foreigner like yourself might do him in this city will be revisited upon you tenfold. The warning is welcomed. I'm sorry to interrupt this conversation, but um, actually Lantern Street was where somebody said that there were grisly murders and uh, 
The one witness said that they saw what looked like a giant bat. Everybody around the table can make a hard psychology roll. I got a five out of ten. That is a hard psychology roll. 81 over 65. So, Jack, you don't see the guy move a muscle. Mr. Shea, is that a 80 out of 15? Yeah, it's not my strong suit. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, Lillian, you read this guy like the morning newspaper. Uh, He's hiding something about Lantern Street. He knows something in regards to it. Doesn't want to say it. Mr. Merrill, I... Mr. Merrill, are are you uncomfortable with what happened on Lantern Street? Or afraid? I have been for some time concerned about the reach of certain shipping magnates in this city. Many of the important artifacts and books they have recently procured within the past two or three years have led them down a very specific path and they are now partnering or at least entertaining assistance from outside and there is nothing my group can do about it outside like London no not London outside like something bigger than them He turns to you, Miss O'Shea, and says, outside like outside. I see what you're saying. If you see what I am saying, then you understand the gravity of the situation. Indeed. Now that I have been honest with you, you will be honest with me. What are you doing in Shanghai? Why are you here? We believe that the, uh, this organization is attached to other organizations that have been found around the, uh, we've been dealing with around the world. And we've been uh, dismantling them as far as we can. Some of the artifacts you mentioned, we uh, averted from arriving here from London. That may have slowed them down. Slowed them down from what? That is uncertain. We know that they are, that Ho Fang is doing something. He is collecting things. He is amassing not just wealth, but power to be able to be unassailable from multiple positions. It is said in some circles here that the Green Gang would not lift a finger to him. There has been some deal worked that he has either bought them at least bought them off from interfering with him directly or that because of interactions they fear him and if he has moved into that small circle then he is truly dangerous on multiple levels do you and yours stand in opposition to him then? as best we can But truly, if your concern with him also runs in parallel to the bloated woman, then I would put you in connection with a scholar, someone who could speak to it directly. 
we would appreciate that greatly. Very well. If I if I might, I just had one other question. Go on. Where does Madame Lynn fall in all this? Lynn is different somehow, some way. She is different. She is a powerful entrepreneur in her own right and a collector. Although she is not as directly vicious, she is not likely to strike with a weapon. She would strike with a social or a political movement, if you take my meaning. So she hasn't taken to the occult then? Oh, no, 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 no. Do not mistake me. Lynn is an accomplished occultist, but she is a scholar, not a wizard. So you don't think she's struck any bargains? Her movements do not tell me so. If she had, she would have come into direct opposition with Hofang. And it is my understanding that they have a calm relationship. They tend not to make ripples in each other's pools. Some kind of non-interference pact? Or perhaps just a simple agreement between two very rich and very politically powerful people who have decided that it would only serve each of them worse were they to come in opposition. What I can do for you is put you in contact with Mu. He is a a very powerful scholar. He'll be able to inform you on this woman you seek. I would counsel you to be as truthful with him as you have been with me. He is not one to take to covert talk. Understood. Time. Like all of us, older scholars, Mu races against time, so he does not suffer liars. I did hear about this attack on Lantern Street, but I could not say if it was a terrible fire or something worse. Oh, I'm sorry, the uh, fire was at... Uh the Garden of the Purple Cloud of the Autumn. His seemed, eyes seemed to get wider. That fire I did hear about. I believe there are workings, instructions, perhaps? He looks at the group. There are methods and ways to call things. I believe this is what was done. Now, I will give you an address, another one. Moo will know you are coming. Ask what questions you will. Inquire as you need. But I would, again, counsel you to not only be truthful, but go quietly and leave quietly. He has worked very hard to put himself into a quiet situation. Well, we thank you for your time. Of course. We won't take any more of it. I wish you luck. I hope you do not have to come in opposition to Hofang directly. I have to ask... Why do you feel inclined to help us at all? If I were a younger man, one filled with vitality such as yourself, I might be more willing to raise a hand against these power brokers. I have been on this earth now over seven decades, and I have I have lost the strength to do so. But it appears that some still have that strength. Not a good day. You all walk out of the tea house. Mr. Drummond, you arrive near your home. Not too near, but near. Mm. With your charge, uh, unkempt, and um, 
probably smelling quite like a flower house. Well, I smell like a brewery. Well, you do. Um, but you're at least out of the woods. Uh, you did hear several bells on the way out of the old city district. Oh, what a shame. Um, you are likely going to read in a paper not too many hours in the, in the future that uh, a building caught fire. Uh, if only I had gotten a picture. If only you had a camera. Yeah, you know. All right. So you stop at this address. I get out of the rickshaw. I offer my hand. Mm-hmm. Help her out. Okay. I get out of the rickshaw. Mm-hmm. I wait until the rickshaw driver leaves. He does. After being paid, of course. Of course. But I want to make sure he's not paying attention to me. And then I will uh, walk up one block, down towards mine, and then a block back. So we're basically making a big U. Sure. To my place. All right. And spend some time, but you take the girl back to your place. Mm-hmm. I'll give you credit. At least you know not to go right to wherever we're going. Well, my mom always said that um, there were dumb kids in the family, but I was not one of them. Jerry's still out. Let's go. I enter in. I tell her bathroom is that way. I don't even wait for him to finish. <laughs> go straight to the bathroom. Yeah, uh, this is going to take some time. So we'll we'll redline a little bit of this, but um, you you take a little time to put yourself sort of back together. Of course, um, Mr. Drummond's place is not prepared for your needs in total, but the, the, the bare necessities are taken care of. You will likely need new clothes, though. There's indoor plumbing. There's some running water. I'm okay. I can run out and grab some clothes while she's busy preparing. Okay. Yep. Yeah, sure. You- that doesn't need much, just... You know, some basic shift. You're able to locate a clothier relatively close by that you can buy some very basic clothes from. You do, of course, have to leave a woman you don't really know in your home alone. And that, of course, preys on your own paranoia. I only get through it by knowing that um, she's the entire reason I was there. She's part of the club. Yep. The question is how. Okay, you get back. By this time, you've cleaned up enough that um, when the clothes arrive for you, Stasi, they're um, they're not a perfect fit by any means. Drummond probably needs to work on his eye, but um, <laughs> but they are clean, and that is the most important. Well, we can make them work. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, you got a bottle of something around here because I don't know about you. I could use a drink. I uh, head over to the cabinet, pull out a small something. Mm. So I need to send a telegram. Hold that thought. And I down a shot of whatever it is, down a second Mm -hmm. or a third, sit in the most whatever chair looks reasonably comfortable. (laughs) And sip out of the glass in one hand and rub my foot, at least one of my feet, with the other. First, I need answers, or you will not be leaving that room. What is you? Who are you? And how the hell did you find me? Well, the name is Drummond. And as to how I found you, I will uh, go over to 
my stack of personal papers, pull out the telegram, and hand it to her. While you're over there, do you have any aspirin? Uh, that's in the bathroom. The, the telegram, Stasi, is a little strange, but the cadence and coding is somewhat familiar for you. You have seen and read telegrams that Pierce has sent with division orders before. You're, you're very familiar with the way that they come through. Um, as this one comes through, it's it's pretty direct at what he's saying. So the, the telegram reads, flowers sent to mother not arrived. Stop. Ensure they arrive to avoid disappointment. Stop. Concerned birds may have eaten them. Stop. And so what he seems to be detailing here is, you were on a job. <laughs> and I never, yeah, and I didn't report in right. or anything else. And so he is raising the, the red flag to say, okay, go find this person because we're, we've lost her. You work for Pierce or with Pierce. I do. You were in the hotel room, the, the hospital room. I was. Someday when my head is not pounding like it is right now. I'm going to have to get those details from you. You don't want them. <laughs> you have no idea what all the memories I don't want. I've lived a lifetime, five times over, of memories I don't want. I don't know what you know about me. But I can assure you... Whatever you could tell me would either not surprise me or wouldn't ruffle my feathers as much as you think. I doubt another glass. For now, you seem, looks like Pierce sent you in as the cavalry. Again, my thanks. I didn't, was hoping to stay a little bit longer and get some more information from her, but I'm alive and I will t- chalk that up as a win. Madame Lynn is very determined when she wants something. God, I need a massage. You're on your own, sister. Yeah, well, the one I'm looking for, um, you have too many body parts for anyway. I completely passed that by. So, are you the Lone Ranger in all this, or are there others? I don't know. I work for Pierce, too. I think you can tell me a little bit of what's going on. If I knew what was going on, I could tell you. Hmm. So if I throw the name Madam Lynn out to you, I'd watch his expression. She's a dangerous woman. Does Pierce have you on her, too? No. Hmm. You're lucky. More for me, I guess. So what are you doing? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a old journalist out exploring the wilds of Shanghai. <laughs> Sweet, innocent girl, you know, stumbling into bars. Drink here, a word there with the right boat captain. Just checking out the flowers. Which is why I had to pluck you out of the greenhouse. I was doing fine. At least I was. What day is it? I give her the date. 
Yeah, it's been like three days since you were in the, the tiger bar. Oh. So much for my tab. Oh, well. The barkeep will deal. But I guess Hacky was probably in on it from the beginning. But thank you. You're welcome. Now what's next? Or do I have to find out from Pierce what's <laughs> next? I'm surprised he hasn't told you. Look, we're trying to find information on this Madame Lynn and her whole operation. I can give you that much. I've so far been able to track, find a warehouse with all of her fine art. I was on to a boat, Captain, probably smuggler. I have no idea. He's probably fish food by now. But I do know that there's a party coming up within the next couple of days. And whoever she has coming to that party, that's got to be pretty important. She wants Pierce. That much I know. I was going to be the uh, main attraction. I was a tool. She wants Pierce. She wouldn't tell me why. But I think it's probably because he has it out for her. At least that's what she was thinking. Well, Pierce isn't here. That I know. And tried to tell her. I at least made the uh, prospect of me staying alive much more attractive than uh, just sending a, I don't know, a couple bloody bits off to him. At least I saved my own skin on this. But I think there's more than that Pierce is not telling us, which comes as no surprise, I'm sure. But there's a definite trafficking uh, situation here. Girls, drugs, God knows what else. Probably definitely guns. I was able to get that much, too. Why would they traffic guns? You can get guns anywhere. Mm. Shanghai. But in larger quantities, somebody has to be bringing them in, taking the risk. And making the money. This, they, they've got their fingers in a lot of pies here. The, the guns trafficking is a little strange to you, Robert. Yeah, that's um, not. It, 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 there's something off about that. That's the Green Gang's territory. I know that much. Right. And so, why would Madame Lynn be involved in gun running? Gun running. That's very strange. And so it sort of sticks out in the conversation like a big sore thumb. Hmm. Can I read his face? That It's psychology. Okay. Would it be a post? Uh, yeah, technically it's a post. That's a 27 under 40. Okay, so normal success. And what, do I, what would I be rolling under? Robert roll acting. Well, I don't happen to have that one, oh, so that's, okay. that's a failure. 28 over whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, so, Styles, you'd probably get the idea, at least from reading his overall makeup, that um, I guess he would be a little... Un- when he says that that doesn't sound, you know, that doesn't sound right, or when he reacts to the, the idea that Lynn might be swept up in, in weapons, that it, it, it seems strange to him, too. What? The guns? Yeah, everything else is normal. But guns? Guns are guns are the Green Gang's territory. So 
that's... Why would she be running guns if that's not... She doesn't have a connection to the Green Gang, does she? No. Does the Green Gang know that she's running guns? I assume not, because otherwise the Green Gang would do something about her. That means that either she's running under their noses to make some extra cash, or she is specifically bringing them in for a reason. A very specific reason. Lynn doesn't need cash like that. Um, she she would she would have other ways to get cash without doing something that dumb. Well, considering the rest of her trafficking operations, that makes sense. So why does she need to be bringing guns, and especially in that quantity? Because what I saw, it's a lot. That's not just a few guns here and there. We're and we're talking some higher power. You saw them. I saw and heard enough. Where are they? Hmm. At this point, not entirely sure. Anything that I saw was offloaded off a boat onto a cart. Cart went one way, boat went another. I, I was going to start with the boat captain and see what I could find out. And, well, let's just say I didn't get very far. What was the name of the boat? At this point, I don't think it would matter what the name is because I'm betting that boat is probably no longer in service, along with her captain. You know the captain's name is Taro? I did my best. I got I got through to the captain. He gave me a little bit of info, and after that, the world went black. Like I said, the boat and the captain, if I were her, you'll never find them. I know of the warehouse that they were, at least with seems that they were storing some things in that might be a place to start. In fact, she has three warehouses scattered throughout the city. One is near the old city. It's quite guarded. And an interesting point, all the guards were women. I don't think she's trafficking these girls. Well, not all of them. For those same reasons. I think Lynn may be building up some kind of an army. If otherwise, she definitely brings these girls in and she trains them. They either work for her on their back or as muscle. The thing is, is that if that's what she's doing, those girls are going to be very loyal. And turning them is going to be almost impossible. She's probably provided them food, shelter, kept the men from pawing at them. Yeah, they're not going to turn easy. What about the other two warehouses? Well, one of them is in that international section of the city. And the third, I'm... Third, I'm going to have to go back and check. But I can't. My head is pounding. I'm sorry. It's been a long... I think I was out for at least two days and desperately trying not to piss myself whilst sitting in that lovely chair. I'll take a rest. I've got a telegram to send. Well, I'll tell you this. I've been resting for three days. I want to know what the hell's going on. And I'd like to know what the heck's going on with the rest of our investigators. So we'll flip to them <laughs> on the way back from the the tea, Jack. Are you making any other stops? Are you going back to the hotel? I don't know. Do, do we have any other stops we want to make right now or do we want to go back? 
and then go see this scholar move. Well, what time is it? Yeah, what time of day is it anyway? It's probably about midday at this point. You do you do hear the the um you hear bells ringing in a part of the old city. Hmm. See smoke in the air. That we didn't do it. Nope. This time. <laughs> if Moose is careful as our contact says, it would probably be in our interest to verify he's not already exposed. Between the Green Gang, the Cult, and even Land, there's any number of potential eyes that could catch us moving. I think I don't think we should go to him immediately. I was gonna suggest maybe we go to Lantern Street ourselves see what's there, if there's any residuals. I know it was a little while ago. So was the fire... So some <laughs> monk... Well, no, no. Was that the fire... That's not the fireplace. No, no. It's not that's, the fireplace. No. That's the bat place. Yeah. And that's where the monks were murdered, correct? Or that was at the fireplace? That was at the fire. Just so- well, look, if it if it suits if it suits you all, I know we don't want to necessarily split up, but I think we should stake the place out. Which at least place? for the night moves. I don't think that that's okay. a bad idea either. If it suits you all, I mean, I could, if it suits Lillian, honestly, I, I could gladly use the opportunity to continue some of the exercises we began at sea. So, would you like to uh, stake the place out tonight? <laughs> You're asking me? I think I would. Well, I think that's uh, <laughs> within your wheelhouse. Oh, well, yes. I'm just asking if Lillian would like to accompany me. I think that could be a a good exercise for the skills that I'm trying to gain. Well, then we should get back to the hotel and get situated if that's the case. All right. You all head back to the hotel to get some supplies. Does that mean that likely Jack and Maeve will head off to Lantern Street then? Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> why don't we do that really quick then? Because that seems to be reasonable. Um, so we'll say that... Um, Sit, Sam and Lillian, you're preparing for this evening. Could be anything from sorting equipment to getting proper clothes, all that. Jack, you and Maeve head to Lantern Street. The funny thing is, is you walk right past the Stumbling Tiger Bar. Hmm. It's not open at this time of day. Interesting. Um, but you you do walk past the bar. There you get to 88 Lantern Street. All right. What's it look like? Well, you know, Jack, if you didn't know any better, you'd say this was, um, well, you'd call it a house on Lee Street. Uh. <laughs> yep. That sure looks like what this house is. Oh, no, it's a, it's a brothel. Uh, are you going to knock? We should barge right in. So people were killed inside here? Uh, apparently. Let's knock on the door. You knock on the door. Um, the door opens just a few moments later after you knock. And there are probably four or five young women that answer the door. Like one answers the door and there's, you know, a handful of women in there. Very attentive. They're a little, uh, they're a little taken aback that you're with Miss O'Shea. Not her directly, but just that there's a woman here. They don't really, they tend not to pay her attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was wondering if we could ask some questions, not about your business, but about the events of the other night. You hear from uh, deeper in to this Lantern Street house questions. 
about the uh, the the murders. You see the young women that are in here react to the word murders. They seem to, to take a step back, and there's a a slightly older, probably mid twenties woman that steps forward, and she sort of shoes the rest of them away. They go upstairs. They go into other rooms. She shuts the door. What questions? About the creature. What about it? Well, you have to understand, we we believe you completely, as we've seen something similar. I didn't see it. Magenta saw it. Magenta? Can we speak with her? You pay for her time. Oh, yeah? Yes. Pay for my time, too? Of course. She smiles. You are running a business, after all. Well, if you want information on her, you're going to have to talk to Auntie. Auntie? So, when she says the word Auntie, you hear footsteps from down the hallway. And you are approached by an older Asian woman with curly black hair and she sort of stalks in the room with a cigarette in her mouth and she has basically open-toed shoes uh, and like a pair of shorts and uh, a shirt likely made for a man and she sort of shoes this woman who was talking to you away what do you want? answers everybody wants something well, of course more Americans, more problems. We want to know about the creature mm. and magenta. Magenta said she saw a creature. I don't believe her. I do. I just want to know what it looked like. Magenta said it was a big bat. You know what a bat looks like? Yes. That's what it looks like. But I don't think it looked quite like a big bat. Yeah, I have a feeling it was something different. Like the eye color was different. The way it landed, it probably had wings, but maybe four feet. A bat was probably the closest thing she could think of. But I really want to know why it would come here. Who did you make mad? We make people happy here. That's what this is, she points around the place. We make you happy, she points to you, and she sort of takes a really long drag on the cigarette and she blows it into the air and she turns to Miss O'Shea and says, we'll make you happy too. It don't matter. You pay all the same. We don't make people mad. There goes a lot of work comes into bringing these things around. Somebody doesn't do it on a whim or for no reason. Hey, Jack. Yeah? Why don't you make me a persuader? Yeah, that's not going to do it. 63 over 33. No, that's true. You are sitting on an awful lot of luck these days. <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, I am. Awful lot. That's, 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 that's 30 points of luck. You could push the roll. I could push the roll, but I'm not likely to make that. That's true. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay, you know what? I'll do it. Fuck it. She looks at you, Jack, and... It takes a step close to you and she reaches out to put like her left index finger on the lapel of your suit and this woman's like probably mid 50s she likely has worked this circuit a very long time 
and is now in charge of this house. And she says, I'll show you the room where it happened. Okay. She turns around on a heel and walks deeper into the house. She shows you both to a room uh, that is quite a state. Everything in this room has been battered or beaten by something inhuman. It looks like a wolverine got set loose in this room. Things are clawed up, furniture smashed, all sorts of just unbelievable havoc happened here. Clawed up, huh? The claw marks on the walls. Ceiling spattered with blood. I mean, this looks this looks more and more like a Chicago, like one of your cases, mm. right? I want to look for symbols, dust, um, hidden objects. So like in the mattress or if there's like, you know, basically occulty stuff. Yeah, go ahead and give me a spot hidden one. And I want to look at the more physical evidence. Certainly. 71 out of 75. That's 10 under 99. So for you, Miss O'Shea, it isn't so much the um, the damage to the furniture. It isn't so much the claw marks on the windowsill. It has nothing to do with that, actually. In fact, both of you come to the same point in the room, but for different reasons. You're looking at a corner of this room that is spattered with blood, an upper corner. And Jack, you pick out the human blood without question. And the only reason that you pick out what else is here is that you both have seen the other blood come from this creature before. You know, having experienced multiple fights now with night gaunts, what the what the the behind what they leave behind. So yeah, a big bat came into this room, mm-hmm. and yeah, it sure looks like it had its way with whatever was in here. That doesn't answer the question as to why, though. You see it too. <laughs> Who was in this room? Besides one of your girls. She looks at you, Miss O'Shea. I don't keep names, you understand. But if it was somebody important... Okay, can we speak to the girl? I could tell you where to find her. Well, doesn't she work here with you? Not anymore. Oh. Well, then, where would we find this girl? There's a hospital nearby. She gets rather ashen-faced. She was here with her boyfriend. I know you don't keep names, but uh, did you know this boyfriend? American. Not personally. I describe Jack Brady. She takes a, a, another, a final drag really on that cigarette and she goes, You know him? Uh, I know of him. Did he survive? <sighs> he ran off. As far as I know. And she's injured in the hospital? Last I knew. Well, I thank you for your time. I give her a couple of... Uh, what What was her name? Magenta, right? Magenta Joy. Magenta, right. Okay. I give her a couple of uh, you know, yin. She takes your money. She looks around the room and says, uh, are you done in here? 
Yeah, I think we're done in here. There's Jack, there's no saving this room. Like the whole thing's gutted and repainted, yeah. probably. It also smells a little bit here. Mm. <laughs> you know, blood all over the walls. And- yeah. Okay. You guys leave 88 Lantern Street with um a few more unsettling answers. Yeah. When we leave the house and we're on the street, I'm gonna lean quietly and speak quietly to Jack. Um I think we should go to the hospital and I think somebody should sit with her because he might show up. I agree. Well, on that note, I'm going to call this episode to a close. So thank you again for joining us. This episode of Masks of Neil Althadev, we appreciate your listening ears and look forward to entertaining you next week. 